welcome to the My Muy Bueno Women in Business podcast to inspire, empower, strengthen, support, and motivate you on your walk as an awesome woman in business. I'm Justine Murphy, founder and CEO of My Muy Bueno, and a great big hello and welcome to this fortnight's show. I hope you guys are all very well, uh, if you are a regular listener or if you are indeed newly tuning in, a big welcome to you. Ooh, what a two weeks it has been. It's, um, yeah, still obviously in lockdown, day number, goodness knows. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of been a bit of a blur. Every day seems to be merging into the other at the moment. And those of you on lockdown, I'm sure you can resonate with that, especially if you have children <laughs> and a husband <laughs> and a house full of washing that never seems to disappear. Um, I don't understand it. I don't understand why there's so much washing when we're not even going anywhere. <laughs> it's just never ending. Um, yeah, so it's been really important to me on this lockdown to focus on self-care and taking the time to step away when I'm feeling overwhelmed, to make sure I'm nourishing myself well, which obviously I am doing through the My Muy Bueno cookbook. If you haven't got your copy, you should. It's perfect, of course, for lockdown and everyday living, um, being completely refined sugar-free and all 160 recipes are delicious and easy to do and practical and everyone will love them. Um, very accessible to everyone. Uh, I've been, you know, I've made the book so that, you know, if you're vegan, I've a, there's only one or two changes, swap a chicken stock for a veg stock or take the meat out and swap it for veg. And that's it because everything else is already vegan. Um, so yeah, it's very healthy. And then changes for if you're gluten-free, very simple, uh, just literally changing the flour or making sure you're using gluten-free oats. And that's it. It's open to everyone then. Um, so yeah, I've been enjoying nourishing myself and my body and my family too throughout this time, which is so important. Eating well. I kick-started obviously going into the new year on my juice cleanse, and that helped me shed all the excess uh, not so healthy food I did eat over, indulge in over Christmas. Um, and that made me feel great, actually. I kind of powered up, ready to go into the new year with a good mindset, and I've carried it on. I haven't fallen off the horse. I'm very proud of myself. Um, I've been very good and just been doing exercise and determined to make this lockdown productive in all the right ways for me. I think that's what this is now. It's kind of like, wow, third lockdown. I'm not going to make the mistakes I did in other lockdowns. Not really mistakes, but just more you know, just more self-care than ever before um, because it's not a normal environment. And, you know, when all those feelings of stress and anxiety and overwhelmed with all of the different things, whether it is the children running around the house, trashing the house and, you know, a husband driving you up the wall and all of these things, your hormones. Hormones is something I'm going to definitely be shining the light on. We need to talk about them. They're very real <laughs> and they play a part in our everyday life, of course, and um, uh, and affect us. And yet we still carry on marching on and doing everything that we do and juggling all the balls um, while kind of having to struggle with, you know, all of that side of things, too. 
So yeah, um, so that's been me really in the last two weeks, not too much, just tackling projects, laying lots of foundations down for for the upcoming spring, summer. I've bumped now, obviously my cookery school to can't open for spring um, while we're in this lockdown mode and who knows how long it may last for and or open and close, open and close. So I've bumped that now to autumn is a much more sensible move. uh, until the world is a healthier place and of course travel for our students is more realistic and then just yeah keeping in good contact with all my clients so they know I'm there um, just being kind of useful with my time really making sure I am chipping away in all areas all different areas of my different businesses within the company within the brand it's an opportunity to really step back and look at different things and get things tackled and done that you haven't had a chance to ever do uh and the same with my own my i need to get on top of uh, when we moved over from mallorca um i literally threw all my clothes on hangers in my in our old house we had big built-in wardrobes and here we don't so um we've converted like one bedroom to a big wardrobe but I really need to tackle it and organize it and yeah, get some bags off to charity. And yeah, so that's another to do as well. So definitely hope you are doing a similar thing. If you are on lockdown or having a slower time or just have restrictions wherever you are listening in from across the world. Um, yeah, make this time right now fruitful, you know, make it useful and make it benefit you in all the ways. Um, you know, I'm up every day at 5.30. I'm still in work mode um, Monday to Friday uh, while everyone's sleeping. I'm up and I'm, you know, exercising and then I'm doing my emails and I'm getting on top of things and I don't want to slip out of that. And I found in the first lockdown, you know, I got all too comfortable being in pajamas and you know, that's just no good. It's no good for you and for your your mental state or, you know, it's important you still have that kind of, yeah, that routine, a good routine and a work routine and, you know, the showering and getting dressed and putting your nice clothes on and not just being in your cozies and, you know, Obviously, you can have down days too, but on the whole, I just find psychologically you tend to work better, you sit better at your desk, you have a a clearer head, you have your work head on. So I find it very much works for me. Um, And yeah, that's been pretty much it. It's been a roller coaster uh, for sure, I'd say. Um, It's just, yeah, 2021 is still a long way from normal, whatever normal might even be anymore. But we have to keep pushing forward um, in all the ways. And that's it, because, you know, it's important not to get engulfed by all these feelings and emotions and hormones and all the other things going on and be proactive all the time. So it's a really good time to be looking at your brand. And so today's episode, as I'm slowly working our way episode through episode, building up the layers of business and uh, all the different elements that matter so much. This, of course, is one of them building your brand. So now, I mean, while it is this time, it's a perfect time right now to, you know, and it's that lull January, February, it's the kind of cold winter months and not so much is happening. It's always a perfect time for this sort of thing. Uh, It's a new year and okay, everything else going on aside, it's just a great time to really, um, yeah, have fresh eyes on your business. If you're just starting your business, then all these steps are very much crucial. And if you're just a bit stuck in your business at the moment and kind of, you know, maybe you launched your business and it's not really doing anything for you, it's not moving in the way that you want it to, or it's not profitable, or 
I find that just it, bringing things back to basics really help. And this should really help you to then kind of sit with pen and paper and establish what part isn't working and why and connecting all the dots, um, you know, and sometimes, you know, and there's no shame in rebuilding something or saying, okay, that's not working. Let's do this instead or whatever, you know, it's, it's your business. It's your baby. It's your vision. You've got to be on track for the people that, you know, your audience and your target audience and everything else. Um, so having that time to readjust, I mean, I'm always realigning in my brand, always kind of um, checking that we're on on brand um, throughout the different businesses in the whole umbrella brand. Uh, I'll talk more about that as we kind of delve into this subject. But uh, make sure you've got a pen and paper handy, as you should have every episode. And I think you will take away some good information. Um, so yeah, building your brand. So your brand is defined by a customer's overall perception of your business. So your brand is your reputation. And a successful brand has to be consistent in communication and experience across many different applications. Now, what do I mean by applications? So that's like your environment. For example, if you've got a, a shop or a restaurant or an office or a cookery school, whatever it is, um, uh, then you've obviously got your print, your design, your packaging, um, and then of course your website and your online advertising, and then any kind of content that's published. And then from there, you've got your sales and your customer service. And then from an internal perspective with any employees you may have as well. So now building your brand does not happen overnight. It's, I mean, we're going to be, my muy bueno will be 10 years old in December. Um, so yeah, very exciting times ahead. And it's a process and it requires strategy. So and the ongoing effort will result in establishing long-term relationships with your customers, which then, of course, leads to a steady increase in leads and sales, word of mouth referrals, and advocacy for your products or services, which we touched on last week very much. Um, sorry, last episode when we spoke with Alexia um, and how important that is. Hmm. Sorry, I've got a really dry mouth today. <clears throat> and I've, still, I've got so much talking to still do. Um, right, okay. So for me, the most important thing, first and foremost, is your mission statement. Um, really important, of course. So what is your mission statement? Have you got one? So it doesn't matter what your business is. Maybe you've got a spa or a, a, you know, a, spa or a beauty therapist or a massage place or... Oh, maybe you sell ice cream. Uh, whatever it is that you do, what is your, maybe you have an online business and everything's completely online, but what is your mission statement? Um, so mine, you can literally type in on Google, mine we went on mission statement, it will come up. As our mission statement, founded in 2011, My Muy Bueno is the destination brand for luxury food and lifestyle, combining exceptionally high standards with the personal touch in all that we do. We stand by and never compromise on our core values of pride, integrity, ambition, passion, and love. Now, I created that statement right back in 2011. I had a very clear and very big vision for My Muy Bueno um, and what it was going to stand for. 
uh, which and and everything's in there. Everything's in that mission statement. Um, and I believed in it. You know, it's it's all heart. It's all vision. Um, it's all me. You know, and it is the heart of everything that determines everything throughout the business. Uh, you know, in, the, in so back in two thousand and eleven, my vision was that. Uh, well, actually, it was two thousand and ten, and I only kind of launched two thousand eleven. Um, but 2000 and, uh, 2010, I was still working as a private chef on a super yacht and writing down all my idea. My idea was bubbling away and this calling and this vision that I was being drawn towards, uh, right down to kind of the idea for the logo and <clears throat> everything like that. Um, but putting it into play in December, 2011, but from the start, it wasn't just here's our deli. It was, here's my muy bueno. We are an umbrella brand this is our mission statement. So for me, it was very important. I knew that I wanted to have different companies, but I wanted them all connected. And they would be connected through a synergy of similarities between the types of clientele in some ways, um, but also with our core values and our standards being the same and being upheld from one to another to another. So it didn't matter that, you know, whether it was in the deli, uh, never compromising, you know, getting good quality jars and not compromising on the quality of the fruit for the conserve and making it only in small batches so it tasted amazing, not compromising and doubling, tripling, quadrupling the recipe and having a lesser product but making more in one go and that's better for labour costs. <clears throat> No, um, you know, always about standing by those core values. And then the same, you know, if it's uh, in the chef agency, you know, hand selecting individuals, I always maintained from the very beginning, it was about, and still is about representing individuals based on their own merit. Um, and, uh, you know, I always looked at it more like, because I wasn't from a recruitment background, I was coming at this from creating a recruitment agency from a chef perspective, from a private chef's perspective who worked on super yachts and what I felt was greatly lacking and how um a, a being the representation of people properly like a Hollywood agent to an actor that was more the direction I've always maintained and stood by to represent people for their careers long term um, and then in turn, listening, obviously, to my client properly and um, giving them everything they want. And again, never compromising on our core values. And then in our, the third year was the, the initial cookery school, the first cookery school, uh, and exactly the same thing, uh, never compromising when it came to our, our teaching or our, uh, the teachers we had teaching and just, you know, our standards and making sure we continued that. And then what, what happened was over the years, as my move went, I grew and grew and grew, people, because our logo is so unique um people recognize our logo and they trust our logo and they know our logo they know us it might have been from the deli or it might have been from the cookery school or maybe someone's husband got a chef he's a captain and got a chef from us once or our name has become synonymous with these feelings of um you know good things and quality service and uh professionalism and that's kind of because it's so embedded in our brand and it's been everything it's everything that we're about um and that's why it's so important so it's uh so yeah over the years then everything else of course has grown um you know, we have so many other divisions now, but everything has grown from a place where clients have wanted it, you know, clients and started asking for me to 
get them, you know, housekeepers and chief stewardesses. And I was like, no, if he actually for about a year and a half, two years, I kept saying, no, 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 no. I don't do, I just do chefs. I just do chefs. I just do chefs. However, it got to a point that I couldn't not help my clients. So I started my Muy Bueno Interior, but initially it was only for exclusively a service for existing clients only or new clients who are taking a chef from us as well. Um, and I started the interior agency from purely asking all the chefs on my books to recommend the best stewardesses and uh, interior managers and persons they've ever worked with and to tell them to come and register with me. And then the same with clients, all the captains to recommend ex, you know, old crew. And that was the beginning of the foundations of the interior agency growing until it got to a point that I could not not turn down you know, bookings coming in from new clientele only wanting my services because they wanted the same because of my reputation, because of the brand's reputation. They wanted the same prestigious service and the hand-selected perfect person for them, just like their friend has or uh, another captain had. And that was the beginning of interior. And it was the same with luxury wear that came about from chefs always asking, asking, asking about um, where can I get some good plates from? And we'd have these, you know, nothing, especially we were over in Mallorca and, you know, you had like Court and Glaze, which is the equivalent of like John Lewis or something. And you have these multi-million euro or multi-billion euro yachts with, you know, the best chefs, the best foods, you know, there's just like no budget. And then they were using kind of Villaroy and Bosch plates from, from Court and Glaze, which was insane. Um, you know, and the standards are so high. So again, it kind of tugged at my heart and my head for quite a while um, until I was like, okay, I can do something about this. Let's do it. So created um, the luxury wear division in order to supply every type of brand, uh, every brand of plate wear from kind of right down at the bottom for crew wear or houseware all the way up to the very high end, beautiful custom um, China. So, um, and then from there came lifestyle as well. Uh, and now more recently expanding into the yacht brokerage for the sale and charter of yachts. And then of course, now the captain agency too. So um, everything has kind of done its thing over time, very organically, very much from listening to customers, listening to clients, but staying on brand and never deviating on that. And as I've grown the business, um, I, I then kind of got to a point. So initially, when it comes it came to brand, well, well, we'll delve into it more. But initially, you know, when I kind of had my logo, uh, my focus was obviously more of the deli. So I had a tagline initially, which said "Taste good naturally" and like a little flower. And then when kind of year two, I matured with the the launch of the chef services. It didn't feel right to have a tagline on our letterheads for the chef agency. It it wasn't right. It wasn't our brand. It wasn't continuing. It didn't work for this particular next division. Um, so I had that removed. One of the most important things I did in year, uh, well, immediately in the first month of business was having my uh, having my logo and my company name trademarked. You know, my Muy Bueno is a completely unique name uh, made, again, from the heart, from my vision um, for the brand being, so the my is the personal touch in the British part, and Muy Bueno is very good uh, in Spanish when re related to eating good food. And my combining them together uh, created my Muy Bueno, which is a very unique name, trademarking and protecting that. Um, and that was the beginning of the journey. 
And then over the years, obviously having to tweak and assess um, uh, different divisions and branding accordingly, according to our clients and the market and how we've grown in different ways uh, to make sure we're never excluding anyone or feeling, you know, yeah. We'll talk more about that as we go forward. So yeah, so brand building um, is generating awareness about your business using strategies. Uh, and campaigns with the goal of creating a unique and lasting image in the marketplace. Positive image and standing out equals brand success. So now, branding has got three clear areas. One, brand strategy. Two, brand identity. And three, brand marketing. You're going to hear the paper in the background here. I have loads of notes <laughs> to share. Um, lots of preparation for this episode for you. So now brand strategy will map out how you are different, trustworthy, memorable, likable by your ideal customer. It conveys your purpose, promise, and how you solve problems for people. Um, think about it in the way that if you're building a house, you need a blueprint. So brand strategy is the blueprint for how you want the world to see your business. So, and that's what it comes back to reassessing all the time, making sure, you know, I'm always, you know, every year or two years, I'm always, or if there's been a big change like last year, I'm always reassessing um, the brand uh, as a whole and then individually throughout all of the individual businesses to make sure that it's aligned with everything that's in my mission statement, everything that we've always been from day dot about uh, so that we never lose sight of who we are. Uh, so, yeah, so things like um, to think about, obviously, are things like, you know, uh, brand discovery, uh, competitor research, who's your target audience, um, a brand voice a brand message, a brand story. You know, these are all the foundations of your brand um, and they're critical, you know, and these are the things that you need to have laid out before you even jump into the design process or your logo or any of that side of things. And I know a lot of people who skip this and they are so excited to open the business and they jump straight ahead and they get a logo made and and off they go and, and they have no idea, you know, why they're doing it. And they haven't put the groundwork in to really assess who is their target audience and all of these different elements that matter so much to ensuring that your brand um, and business is a success. So having brand identity is the way that you convey this to the public with visuals, with messaging, with experience. Um, you know, of course, over time, you know, your experience gets better and better. And that's something in itself that will be conveyed to the public. Um, but your brand strategy is what's going to influence how you present your identity and then align it with your purpose for the most impact. Your elements of brand identity should be applied across all channels constantly, you know, and having, you know, um, regular, you know, I'm always talking about consistency. It's so important, you know, being consistent all the time. I always talk about continuity right from day dot, continuity, continuity, continuity. And it just meant I had like everyone who's ever worked for me in my muy bueno has thought I'm probably the most anal perfectionist person ever. Um, and, you know, 
because I am, <laughs> but also because I take pride and I've got passion and excitement. And also I'm so fueled by the brand and what we're all about. It doesn't make sense to me that we answer the phone differently in different places. We should all start, you know, whether it's in the office or the deli or the cookery school or lifestyle, you know, however the phone is answered, it's always the same. Um, you know, checking emails, uh, ensuring signatures are all correct and updated, ensuring all of this is done, ensuring the websites are all aligned, all these details that really really, really matter. They hugely matter. They're very important and they need your time to go into them so that you really are getting your brand identity out there um, and it's never faltering. So it's the way then that, of course, your business becomes recognizable. And then from that, of course, that's your logo, your colors, your fonts, your website design, your content, your advertising, your printing, your packaging, all of those things. You know, and again, right back in the beginning, you know, I've been, you know, we had a, a specific uh, font used for the My Muy Bueno name. Um, I was very particular about everything. And, you know, as we've grown uh, uh, over the years, like every time if I've noticed there's a pattern of things being lost or a message clearly not getting across, and uh, I, I, wh how do I change that? How do I get, you know, make sure we get that message across? Um, it took me a couple of years to get My Muy Bueno spelt right i.e. it's not set. I still get the odd person who will write me an email and they'll write it separately, even though we've had an email communication, but they've chosen to take my company name and break it up into my muy bueno. Um, it's a huge pet hate because it's just like, but it's quite clear how the name is, you know, um, uh, you know, and everyone's different. Look at, look at other brands, look at eBay and, you know, just different brand names that are out there and how they write, you know, Facebook, you know, some might have a high font, low, sorry, a large font for everything. Um, others might just have small fonts, lowercase like we do, you know, that's our brand. It's part of our brand, um, you know, or people who write it with the capital my. M for my, which usually is a typo, um, but it still annoys me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think it's, um, and you do, and you will be because you care about what you're doing so much. Um, you don't want people to make mistakes, but when you see people making regular mistakes about your business or brand or something like that, then it's important you highlight that, address it, fix it and change it. And then now, oh great, everyone spells it right apart from the odd person. Well, that's fine with me. So um yeah, really important, really important. And then for me, it was the colors. It was, uh, you know, as we did a massive brand update, kind of gosh, about five years ago now, it was a case of updating the colors just to kind of refine them a bit more, um, you know, soften them in some ways. And then, of course, I had to re-trademark re it because any changes you ever make to your trademark or your logo, you have to then put it all through again. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then that's really been kind of, you know, that's the heart of the brand. You know, now I've got different, all the different companies. It kind of then occurred to me that I shouldn't be using the same branding throughout them all. They should all have their different style and that it should be reflected. So the each website is very different. The colors, it has its own branding. So the deli has its own branding that was reflective of the menu, re reflective of the food and our target market. Uh, and in fact, it's the, it's the only one that has the actual, apart from our main Mai Muy Bueno, of course, which is still, you know, mama bear um, uh, overlooking all the divisions. But the L deli has the only one that has the color logo. And that's because it's, you know, it's what it was the first ever uh 
division. It's young, it's playful, it's happy, it evokes all these feelings. Um, but as obviously going through, that didn't feel right, for example, for the cookery school. So that's kind of, we then went down a road of changing that to to kind of navy, like block navy, it's still the brand, it's still the, the logo, but kind of have plays on that with, you know, navy um, and white. Um, and then the same for our agencies again, because we had a very, you know, and have a very high end luck. It's a luxury uh, domain and market that we're appealing to, and the logo just doesn't even look right to be used there. So again, I kind of matured us in that direction that we only used my muy bueno on its own. Um, even though if you scroll right down at the bottom of the agency websites and lifestyle, you'll find our logo, um, but you won't. Uh, again, it's not color, and it just again, is a reflection on who we're, who our target audience is um, and how those different divisions are different, of course, and speak to, you know, they're, they're uh, it's not kind of, yeah, if I think that was the thing, it was a wake up call for me that I couldn't be having the same branding on those sort of websites that high net worth people would be looking at it and be like, oh, what's this with this color logo? It doesn't, doesn't work. It doesn't match, you know, and it's massively significant. So that was a huge change. And then really changing and having the different brand identity for each business within, um, but they are still under the My Muy Bueno brand. They are part of the My Muy Bueno group. And throughout all of them runs our core values and the same mission statement. So, um, yeah, so that's that's all of that. Um, brand marketing. Uh, it, so brand marketing, it's the way that businesses highlight and bring awareness to products and services by connecting values and voice to the right audience through strategic communication. Amplifying your brand image effectively through digital marketing in lots of different ways. So that's things like obviously uh, user experience, that's your website, SEO and content marketing, making sure that those are on point and your customers can find you. Social media marketing, email marketing, paid advertising, um, all of these different things. You know, some might work for you better than others, um, but together these channels are fundamental to being able to raise brand awareness and obviously grow your business and your brand. <laughs> So now what is the purpose behind your brand? And now that's the question you really need. If you don't know the answer to that, you need to really sit and think about it. What is the purpose behind your brand? Why do you exist? And what differenti differentiates you? And what problem do you solve? And why should people care? And then this, again, creates that next layer of foundation of your branding. And that comes through then maybe a tagline or a slogan, um, you know, or again, your voice or your story. So now quoting Simon Sinek here, um, and if you don't know Simon Sinek, you, I mean, his books are amazing, um, his, incredible. Uh, Let's Start With Why is an amazing book. Someone advised me many, many years ago, I went to an event in London um, and met the... Um, the guy, I, I saw a talk, I listened to a talk by the guy who started HelloFresh and he was very inspiring and he shared about this book and I went away and I read this book and it was amazing. Um, so yeah, find the book. Um, but something that you 
he says, which is, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. The goal is not to do business with everybody that needs what you have. The goal is to do business with people who believe what you believe. Let that kind of soak in. It's good. I'm not going to repeat it. You can go and look it up. Simon Sinek, S-I-N-E-K. He's good. Not only did he say that, but he also talks about what he's created, which is called the Golden Circle. And there is a really good, I think it's a TED Talk. Um, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube as well, where he draws this golden circle. And it's kind of got the big outer ring, the middle ring, and the little inner ring. And on the outside, it says what? In the middle, it says how? And in the center, it says why? It's a very powerful video. So go and watch it. Um, have a pen and paper handy again. <clears throat> and what he covers there is, so the what... That's your products or your the, the products or the services that you offer to your customer. <clears throat> the how, the things that differenti differentiate you from the competition. And the why, the reason, um, the reason that you are passionate, the reason that you exist, um, you know, and that's the part that matters so much. Um, but by doing this, I think it's a good, it's a good practice to have and to do. Because um, it helps you just to identify your unique brand and your purpose. Um, every successful brand has a powerful purpose behind it. And so should you. So you've just got to dig deep, find those, those nuggets of, of, you know, of, of truth and, um, you know, what you're all about, you know, what the, what's going to distinguish your brand from anyone else's, you know, and I used to always say this um, at our when I had my mind we went on women in business breakfast events back in Mallorca at my deli. Mm. I am, you know, we used to have maybe three or four yoga ladies because, of course, it's the island of Mallorca and there's lots of amazing yoga retreats or different personal trainers. And you'd always see when someone would stand up and, you know, I'd always make everyone who is new stand up and give their kind of one minute elevator pitch. And um, you'd literally kind of see the look in people's eyes, you know, oh, another photographer or another hairdresser or another whatever they were and going, oh, and I would always call them out on it. You know, I'd say, no, stop, 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 stop. It just doesn't matter because then it doesn't matter if there's 40 of you, you know. Um, OK, if there's 40 of you, you might be battling for, for work a little bit if you're all in uh, the little island of Mallorca. But the point being is that you're vision, your truth, your authenticity is what makes your brand so special and what draws people to come to you and your business versus going anywhere else. And that's the difference. And that comes through your brand. I hope you're writing lots of notes. So on to uh, defining and determining your brand's target audience. Who are you trying to reach? Um, you know, it's a big one. A lot of people just open their businesses and they've got no idea of who their target audience is. In fact, they've never even sat down with a pen and paper and paid it any thought. Um, and if I'm talking to you and that's you right now and you never have, I suggest now's the time to start to do that um, because you'll notice a massive change in um 
tweaking your brand and your business and everything that you're doing when you really are listening to your audience and catering for them properly. So knowing who they are um, and who you're trying to reach, tailoring your mission and your message to meet their exact needs and being specific so that then your brand message can come across so clearly to your intended audience or client market. So establishing a brand mission statement, of course, as we've said, is very important. That's your why and the reason that you get up every day and you bounce out of bed to move your business forward in all the right directions. Um, But yeah, before you can build a brand that your target audience trusts, you need to know what a value your business provides. So again, you know, in the early days, for me, because I had this massive vision and I just couldn't, you know, I was so driven and continue to still be driven, you know, with my vision for the company and where we're going now and all the different directions um, from, you know, experience and everything along the way. Um, But only after, you know, you've had enough customers and they've come back and they've recommended you and, you know, then, you know, that's when you're starting to have some solid ground, which is very important, which is why laying the right foundations down and doing it properly is always very important. Um, from the start, you do it properly or you don't do it at all. As I say, in my mind, we went a list of philosophy, philosophy list. Um, so mm, your mission statement, going back to this, it defines a purpose for existing. And it's going to inform every other aspect of your brand uh, building strategies. So, so yeah, so things like, for example, where am I going with this? From your logo to your tagline, your message, your personality, all those things should reflect your mission. So every time you're working on any of what, any one of those other brand um, building strategies, you should have your mission statement in mind all the way, um, no matter what you're working on. Um, And again, that's just something I've been consistent with always and never compromise on that. And again, when I do and when I have compromised on it um, or pushed into a corner and felt I've compromised and I knew I shouldn't, I had that gut feeling and I went, no, I'll ignore it. And then it didn't work, whether it was an individual to work with and had a gut feeling that mm, giving them a chance, do I, do I, okay, I'm not sure about this, I feel like I'm compromising on my core values, but I'm going to do it and oh darn it, wish I didn't because they didn't deliver or they don't share the same core values as me, so therefore how could they possibly meet my expectations and the standards I have and uphold, so um, sorry, I get a bit excitable I hope you could all keep up with me when I get so excitable about things and talk so much but we have a lot to cover here um but yeah so really important and um and also for me when you're asked what you do you should answer by your mission statement because your mission statement should summarize everything on a plate so in terms of kind of a recap, um, just kind of running through the things that we've touched on. So crafting your brand vision, very important. Deciding what you want to be known for, very important. Defining your audience, developing a consistent message, 
having that trust and credibility, which will only come from time and clients coming back again and again and recommending you. Be authentic. Create your website, build your social media presence, and all of those things will be what are the blocks, the building blocks for your brand, for your business. And when you do feel yourself ever going off kilter from a decision you've made or a company you've worked with and it didn't work out or whatever, and you have compromised on something, well, you learn from it and you won't do it again. And that's how you grow and how you grow with your business and with your brand. So just then to kind of bring it back now to kind of going through. So yeah, my muy bueno, um, going through the, the, the company as a whole, it was just so important and still is very, very, very important to me um, that we are always on brand, that the message is always very clear. So if you are just a Delhi customer or you are just a cookery school um, student uh, or you are a, um, you know, a high profile client with a lifestyle um, um concierge division or your uh, captain coming to get a private chef or a, a, a client with an estate and they need a private chef that they feel that when they go to your website um they feel that they are being like spoken to and that you understand them and understand their needs and you will be providing a service or a product that is it it matches up and it aligns uh, so they'll be drawn to you because you're sharing honestly and authentically about yourself about your story about you know why you started um your your brand or your product why you created you know why you did it in the first place what's what, what was your drive to do that where was all the that light bulb moments and the flashing and the excitement and the they're reaching for a pen and paper and scribbling it all down where's that and is is that there is it, it you know does everyone else get that um so it's really important that your brand your brand plays a massive part in making sure that your message that you want to get across from you um about what you do how you do it why you do it um and all those little elements um that come along from that, you know, and again, that's where your social media um, plays a huge part. And for me, my, you know, so I, I found it very difficult in the early days with social media. Um, we would post, you know, I would post on on our Facebook, we had our Mind We Bueno Facebook page, but it was really difficult because it was kind of how do I, and I really struggled, like how do I share all the different things that we do on Facebook because it's going to dilute who's chosen to like that page maybe they liked it because of the deli but now i'm posting about chef jobs on yachts it doesn't that doesn't make sense or commuting they'll, they'll unlike it and unfollow and that's that so i found it very difficult um how to relay my message because we're different you know my vision and you know my muy bueno as a whole and as a company is is very unique um and in what we do and even more unique because of where it comes from and my heart and my vision is mine and my own and and where it's taken on and for over over the years I mean really I remember for many years I kept very quiet I was just building the business building the business doing my thing and I really I didn't want to I remember a uh, magazine in Mallorca at the time had said, oh, can we, can we interview you? And I said, no, 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 I'm not ready. Um, I don't, I don't want an interview. Um, cause I, um, um, 
it upset them that I said that, so they never asked me again. But um, the point I'm making is I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to show everyone what I was doing yet because, I mean, at that stage, no one knew what I was doing, um, probably even including my husband, because it was just like, I don't get it. I just don't get where you're going. And um, I was very focused on, you know, again, doing it properly or not doing it at all. I didn't want all eyes on what I was doing until I was ready to shout loud and proud and go, yay, look, I'm ready. I'm there. I'm, I'm here. I'm... So I was really focused on, you know, especially rolling out business one in, in year one, business two in year two, <laughs> year three was business three, these different business models and then doing them properly. It was really important. It was brick by brick. Really, again, going back to laying those foundations foundations on um down um and with bricks and mortar so I had something solid I was building it wasn't just whimsically going boom there's a deli boom there's a chef agency boom there's a cookery school no it was building each one of those businesses in that first year of business while then managing the other businesses and ensuring that steadily growing those um and quality over quantity, which takes me back to why I always said no to advertising. Um, you know, for me, putting a sterile ad somewhere makes no sense at all. It's a waste of money, and it's certainly not a, an accurate representation of what we are about as a brand, uh, what we symbolize, which is all about the personal touch, um, you know, and the sort of money that they expect for advertising is just ludicrous, you know, for that sort of money. I could have a massive party for my chefs and do drinks evenings like I used to do in the beginning and canopy competitions and send my girls out to the streets with deli samples and send a team out to the yachts to go and meet captains. And, you know, just that, you know, it's personal. It's a, it's an experience. And uh, that is everything to me. And it's important to me. Um, and a few times over the years, someone might have twisted my arm just to say, oh, you know, you've launched the cookery school, go on, just do, do it, do an ad with us. It'll be good for the school. It'll be good. And, and convinced me. I think the one time I did it, it was like, this is a waste of money. Why am I paying 500 euros to put an ad in a magazine that um, has never supported me, doesn't believe in me. Um, I've not really had much to do with, I don't really know who their target audience is, but okay, I'm going to listen to this guy because he's convinced me just to do it. And my husband was like, oh, you know, it makes sense. We've just launched. Well, we had no new business come from it. Um, I, you know, I don't know who even saw it. And and I, I strayed from my own uh, my own belief systems. Of course, you know, I compromised on it. And that, of course, isn't going to work. Uh, when it works is when it's, you know, it's come from that place of, right, this is what I'm doing. And I'm, you know, because of all these reasons that are important to me. And they don't have to make sense to anyone else because it's no one else's business. Literally, <laughs> it's really no one else's business in, in both ways. <laughs> um, look at me, <laughs> the little comedian. Um, so... Uh, with that in mind, it's, you know, some people won't get it or they won't get you, but that's fine because you're not doing it for them. You're doing it because you're building your business and you're doing it in your own time in the steps that matter and are logical or financially logical, uh, time, you know, affordable, um, to get you to where you want to go with your brand, with your vision, which with your working towards, uh, everything with your mission statement always in mind. So, yeah, I think it was, um, you know, again, always tweaking things, making sure that, you know, we're never going uh, too off off topic, you know, having different businesses with different markets. So everything is kind of semi-connected. See, at the bottom, you've got the deli, which now, of course, is the cookbook. 
Uh, the deli is for your everyday person. Obviously, it was in Mallorca. It's going to be in London. We'll put it next to the school again. Um, but that's for your, you know, anyone. Anyone can come to the deli. Um, and then, for, and same with the cookbook. You know, it's accessible to everyone. And then the next tier, of course, was then, you know, the cookery school, which is students, um, predominantly yacht chefs. That's our market, our target market, because of obviously our chef agency and my background um, and linking it in with My Muy Bueno Chefs, which is our chef platform and culinary online community. Uh, and then, of course, our Chefs Get Personal interviews that we were doing to then bring those very people that we were interviewing, amazing, high, like, uh, inspirational chefs and bringing them. I brought them to the cookery school so they could share their my with you, the student, who has very little time off and to have the opportunity to do a class with, you know, Tom Aikens or Daniel Clifford or Adam Handling is amazing. So making that magic happen and, again, bringing it back to community and people, um, which is what it's all about. And again, knowing who your people are, knowing who your community are, having that communication with them. And then, of course, there's also housewives and um, just people who want to learn to cook as well, you know, and ensuring we're not, um, you know, we're also catering well for them. So that's then the cookery school. And from that, then we've got luxury wear and luxury wear then is kind of somewhere in the middle between the kind of accessible area and then the kind of not so accessible area being that we've got plates that are four pounds <laughs> all the way up to 400 pounds so uh that's the difference so you know we cater to high-end yachts who will order lots of our beautiful plates and they're all handmade to order and um they will spend a lot of money and and that's clearly a very different market than someone who just wants to set plates for their house or something so um that's when we're in the middle and then we move over of course to kind of full luxury and then that's our agencies so private mine we went to private chefs the original agency and then mine we went to interior for all interior crew senior interior crew so that's you know purses interior managers chief stewardesses people who work in close proximity house managers estate managers with the um clientele on a personal level and then finally Mind we win our captains. Um, and then from there, we've got our lifestyle, which is our concierge, our luxury concierge service, which is membership only and it's invitation only. So only it's my best clients over the years. That's how it evolved. And it came from uh, from them. Asking me for different things and different favors and, of course, calling in these different favors and different things to be done. Um, and having nothing in return for it. But of course, the people I was asking favours for, you know, whether it was uh, two tickets to Victoria's Secret for a client for his, uh, you know, for the madame and her daughter um, at 14 grand a pop um, and making the magic happen with that. But then having a favour owed that I would have to repay in some way out of my store. Um, so I realised there was a business model there and I approached a couple of the clients who had been having quite a few favours from me, uh, you know, restaurant, you know, table at Noma tomorrow or the latest Hermes handbag or, you know, uh, you know, chartering a yacht, you know, at a moment's notice, whatever it was to do um, to, re to really evaluate if there was a business model there. And there was. And that was the beginning of my Muy Bueno lifestyle. Um, and then, that, you know, it's almost like an extension of their PA, um, but we obviously handle everything that's kind of 
all the extra things um, using our little black book or our big black book of contacts in the luxury industry to make things happen, basically. Um, and there's no request that's too small or too large. We can do it all. And so that's um, and then from that last year, obviously, I expanded that uh, into our super yacht brokerage. So the charter and sale of magnificent super yachts um, of all sizes from 30 meter right up to kind of 120 meter plus. Um, and again, now really recognizing as we've matured through this pandemic and everything that happened last year, um, and then really kind of making sure that we were giving our clientele what they needed from us, making sure we're listening to what they need, um, and then having those, um, yeah, ad advancing the brand now. You know, I feel like we've, we've matured in so many ways over the years. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's great. It's exciting. I could never have foreseen in the beginning, you know, the vision was only the three divisions, the cookery school, the, the chef agency and the um, uh, the cookery school, the chef agency and the deli. Um, so to be where we are now is amazing. Uh, and of course, I had bespoke events, which unfortunately, of course, with the pandemic, you know, I had to let go of. That was our kind of that was our catering service over in Mallorca and obviously it was bespoke to Mallorca and um, it was an extension of the deli and people wanting vegetarian or vegan kind of luxury beautiful very bohemian um, kind of catering um, so that one's kind of been let go but then of course we took on you know expanded in different ways and that's the beauty of life really um, you know, none of us expected this giant pandemic to come along like it did and get in the way of everything. But then it's, you know, for me, it's it's actually bettered us. OK, we've had horrific, you know, losses, of course, financially and with my team. And it's been really grueling, but then grown in ways that I never could have imagined. And, um, you know, again, just feeling right where we are meant to be uh, you know where where i'm meant to be where my family meant to be and where we are as a company um that we you know we're weathering this storm that we're going through um while still doing things to ensure foundations are then laid and as we get strong again as the world gets stronger we will be we're there we're ready we're building up on everything that we you know the foundations you know i was busy laying down throughout everything that's happened and when the sun starts to really shine again and we can all travel and everything's great, um, then, yeah, everything is 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 stronger and healthier and better than ever. So, um, again, you know, maybe recognizing that at the moment, maybe there's things you're holding on to that um, maybe throughout all of this, you're, you're holding on to the old way of doing things and it's stifling your business and probably suffocating you a bit and things aren't working recognizing that and you know letting things go and moving forward with the times that we're in and you know I can't wait for the day that things are better and I can find a brilliant site and get the cooker you know we've got an incredible waiting list uh, every single day we've got students asking to be put on a waiting list for courses um, which is amazing and brilliant and testament to our awesome school you know and uh, and what we do and all the hundreds of, uh, of students that we've taught and come through my doors uh, at the school over the years and so much 
pride and care and love that's gone into each and every one of those individuals. And it's the same with our clients for our agencies and candidates and our database and, um, you know, everyone, all of our clientele and same in the in the deli. You know, someone coming in. And I love that. I love, you know, in Palmer, we had everything all on one floor. So it was just great. I'd just be running back and forth all the time and loved it. You know, it's exhilarating and exciting. And for me, it's exactly the same now in more more like a digital sense of the word, opening different screens and different laptops to work in different areas of the business. And obviously at the moment, you know, with the cookery school kind of put down and the deli put down and there's tons of work that then needs to go into the, you know, bringing them back to life here. Um, Thankfully, obviously we've got everything all in storage, ready to go. Um, But just in general, you know, fresh new logistics, giving all the courses a good freshen up. Uh, We're going to obviously have the most amazing chefs here in London. So, um, so it's kind of, yeah, semi chipping away now and then, but my focus at the moment is on the very businesses that throughout a giant pandemic, um, that hit us very hard. They were the areas that kept the wheels turning. And that then means that's where my time and my energy goes into. Um, and then just making sure that my clients looked after and the brand is on track and, and then, yeah, and then growing it and continuing to grow it from there. So, um, you know, what do I have planned for the brand? I have my giant, giant board behind me with all of my, um, my plans and my projects and the things I want to do, which of course I keep under my hat until I'm doing them as should you, but just really, I hope you've taken a lot away from today's episode. I hope you've made lots of notes. I hope you've had a few moments at like aha moments of that kind of, oh, yeah, that's a good point, you know, and, and apply it, apply it immediately, do something about it tomorrow morning, you know, when you, or today, you're going to be listening to this, um, in the morning or depends when you tune in, I guess. But the point being is it's, uh, ripping the bandaid off and getting it done. Now is the time to do it. And now is the time to make sure your business and brand is on track and aligned with everything that you are, everything that you want with your mission statement. Uh, if you want to do tweaks on your website, do it now. If you need to go through, you know, um, you know, just recentering yourself and looking at you know your target markets are you reaching them are you not just really using this time right now because then by the time spring hits um and things improve and mm, people can travel and everything starts kind of getting color back in its cheeks again and everything starts coming back to life well you need to be ready to go you're you're ready let's go let's let's move you know and you've got this wonderful time right now to do things that you maybe would never ever have the time afforded to you to do so um and it's an investment into you and as you know as a business owner as an entrepreneur to put this time into your business um and then and then know where you are have a renewed fresh vision and be inspired by your vision all over again and and that bubbling excitement will only then come out through your brand through your product uh through the people who are drawn to you um like simon said you know you're not there to appeal to everyone out there you know who needs your produce you you want the people who get you who love what you're doing, who are equally, they're your people, they're excited by it, they're, or they love what you're doing, they love the, 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 the care and the personal touch, or, the, you know, just whatever it is, your story, your branding, it matters, it matters 
massively. So, um, yeah, more homework <laughs> again this fortnight. So I hope you learned lots, of course, from last time. Um, I had some lovely messages from quite a few of you who really enjoyed the last episode. And um, it's, yeah, ta tackling subjects. For me, it's very important. We are shining light on things that um, are relevant and matter. In fact, I almost did parenting this episode. I almost changed um, and I had our designer change, do the artwork and then I had to change it back again because uh, the plan was always going to be about building uh, building your brand. But then because we were in lockdown and because I was just like, oh my goodness, I need to be sharing more about being, you know, a working mom and all of these things. But actually I've just kind of com yeah, confirmed the next topic, um, which is going to be delegation, growing your 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 business and growing your team that's the next topic topic with a very good and very exciting guest next episode so then it didn't feel aligned or right that I jumped into parenting so I've come back here and we'll cover it at a later date um, and we're also going to cover hormones at a later date sorry guys I know there's a few male listeners and maybe you'll learn something it's good it's good maybe you will have new appreciation for your your wives and your girlfriends <laughs> who suffer from different things. Um, but yeah, very important keeping it real. Um, and that's what this podcast is all about. So that's it today. Um, look at that. Bang on an hour, one hour 55. So I hope you've all enjoyed today's episode. As always, please do share with friends do send the link you know the numbers are growing and the locator wow like i'm amazed i'm staggered at all the people who are tuning in from around the world um it's amazing i'm just going to quickly have a look at our analytics but the numbers are incredible and um very excited we've got people who are tuning in from uh all obviously we've got uk we've got spain and we've got usa which are our top three uh locations and then we've got Australia, Germany, Barbados, France, Italy, New Zealand and Canada. So hello to all of you and thank you so much for uh, being a part of this podcast um, journey, I guess, as I navigate through it and share uh, elements of my world, my business, my life with you uh, so that it can help you and that it will inspire you and share practical advice and through our guests and information and um, and that you can go away and powerhouse it in your business and your world and shine a bright light in everything you're doing. So that's it today. Uh, if you haven't rated us, please do on iTunes. You just literally have to go into your podcast part of iTunes, scroll to the bottom, you'll see the stars. Hit the stars and even write a re review because it all helps. It gets us seen more. Um, means we'll reach more uh, women in business uh, or entrepreneurs uh, to kind of share this message with and this podcast with. And then, of course... Um, that's it, two weeks from now. So I'd love to, yeah, tell you I'm doing lots of other things. I did have my, it was my son's second birthday recently in the last two weeks. So that's one thing that's happened, uh, which is great. Filled the kitchen with balloons and made it really special, made all his favorite foods. Um, I had a bit of a lull on my story on Instagram just to give myself a bit of kind of, again, back to self-care time as well, recognizing um, when I'm giving a lot of me away and kind of feel my energy sapping. 
especially if I've got other things going on. Um, homeschooling has been very hard and um, yeah, trying to deal with just small doses of it and finding even that difficult because my oldest, um, uh, just before we went lockdown, they uh, the school uh, highlighted that they think he has a learning difficulty. So they've given us, you know, a book that I'm doing with him, um, which is, you know, it's very hard. And um, so it just makes everything that much harder, really. Like, again, like walking through treacle. So, yeah, there's been lots of highs and lows, again, going back to the roller coaster. But every day is different and every day there's another new day. So when one day is very hard, it's just kind of saying, you know, I'm done with today. <laughs> um, let's 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 leave it there. Go do something nice for yourself um, and have a good night's sleep and rest and recuperate and renew and refresh and all those R's again and um, look after yourself and your wellness and that then means you're going to have the energy and the uh, clarity to be able to be putting into your business. Okay. That's it for this week, uh, this fortnight. So I will be back on in two weeks time with our guest um, sharing all about delegation and growing your team. And I hope you all have a great two weeks. Stay well, stay safe. Thank you.